We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. Are you listening to the Content before. is Profit podcast? We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Guys, today we have a special guest. She is absolutely amazing. And we're going to learn all about how to make a full-time income working part-time hours. Where was this four years ago for me? Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Like, yes. But I be- can't wait. Before we start, guys, a message from today's sponsors. Your own biz bros right here with what? Content oh, Momentum. That's if right, you that's have right. a long-form piece of content such as this podcast that you're listening right now, right? And you want to turn it into value-packed, bite-sized assets and send them like your little minions into social media so they can help you get clients. Then we want to help you out. So please feel free to reach out to us at BizBrosCo on Facebook, on Instagram. Send us a DM. We want to talk to you and we want to help you out. That being said, I think we're ready. We're ready? Guys, please subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, because today's guest... She's just gonna. I know she's gonna blow it up. Yep. uh, Please don't forget to share it and and leave a five star review. So thank you, Catherine Jones. She put us in contact with today's guest, and we couldn't be more excited to share her story. If you are a mom, you have probably heard about her. Hmm. Let's be real. You probably heard about her, whether you're a mom, a dad, a uncle, you name it. She is awesome. That's right. Today's guest started an incredible movement to free moms from their nine to fives while helping them make money from home and have time with their family. Amazing. Just so you get an idea, her Facebook group has over 30,000 members. Insert uh, mind-blown emoji (laughs) right there. emoji, yep. She must know what she's doing. I think she does. Just wait to hear this. She is a best-selling author, two-comma club award winner, and spends a lot of time with her beautiful family, three kids, and one amazing husband, while making a six-figure salary and working part-time hours. Yep, every mom should meet today's guest. I, I think not just every mom. I think everybody every, should meet today's everybody. guest. Yes, that's right. No, wait. Clearly, we're not moms. Clearly, we're not moms. Okay, good. But I'm glad we are here with today's <laughs> guest. So... Please welcome today's guest, founder of the Free Mama Movement, ice coffee lover, have sweetened with soy milk, please. And we recently found out she used to play soccer. So, future content is profit, soccer team mom, Miss Lauren Golden. Woohoo! Welcome, Lauren. No idea that I was being invited to a concert. That was the <laughs> most fun introduction. I've done a lot of interviews. I'm having a really good time so far. And I have my ex coffee with me, so we're yes. going to uh, I think we should end the episode. That's it. I <laughs> mean, pressure. Thank you for time. Time. We're done here. Thank you. And that's how you make six figures working part time. That's it. You know, you shut it down. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for the compliment. And thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. 
Yes. I'm pumped. It's a party. It is a party. It's, that's right. It's Friday's anyway, party time. When you mix, you know, with the Hispanic, the pa the, the passion, the dancing. <laughs> I know. We had to include some of those elements in here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys sound like my spin class instructor from the um, Well, I it's always like Latin theme ride on Friday, and I'm like feeling it. I'm like, this is so good. That's awesome. I can I can assure you, I do not look like you're uh, spinning instructor. I promise you. I know. Fonzie here has been trying to get me into the gym, you know, yeah. for like the last like two months. I but, be, you know. Be, we've been doing progress, guys. We've been doing progress. We actually started practicing soccer again. So that's so exciting. And I saw on Instagram, Lauren, that you had a picture <laughs> with like a bunch of old shoes. And I was yeah. like, those are soccer cleats because I used to have the same soccer cleats, actually. And yeah. It was, it was like eight pairs of dance shoes and then one pair of soccer cleats. Yes. <laughs> and it was so excited to find out because, you know, actually talking with Catherine Jones that she used to play soccer, we were like, we need to start the content is profit soccer, soccer team. team. So it will be an absolute honor to have you in our team as well. This is the official invitation. That's it. So, so there's actually a story behind the soccer cleats. Can I tell it really fast? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I actually tell this story in my book also, because clearly if I had eight pairs of dance shoes and one pair of soccer <laughs> cleats, one might assume I was actually more of a dancer than a soccer player. And that would be a fair assumption. So let me tell you about when I started playing soccer. It is because I think it was my junior year of high school. I'm sitting in a class and it got into this conversation about how dancers aren't athletes. And this is going to shine a light on the kind of person that I am. <laughs> and someone sitting next to me is like, just totally egging me on. You know, when you have those people that they just know they're going to get you riled up. Yep. So she keep like, Dancers aren't athletes. Like, that's so cute. What, we have, like, a personal trainer for our competitive national award-winning dance team. It still gets me fired wow. up. And she kept saying, like, well, if you think you're such an athlete, why don't you try out for soccer? <laughs> and so I did. And I took her spot on the team. Yeah. Now, not, like, the best. I didn't make varsity. I was on JV. <laughs> but I did it. And it was pretty cool. So moral of the story, the fastest way to get me to do something is to tell me that I can't do it. I don't like, I mean, don't tell me then do I don't think you can't rock this show. Just saying. <laughs> now well, we're going to have to do it. Let's do it. Oh man. Like it's impressive. Like how your face just like changes, like, game mode. you know, let's go. And you know, yeah. that, that passion and drive, we'll, we'll be diving into that in just a second. I also want to share like, I have massive respect for dancers because I lived yes. in Spain for a full year, you know, playing soccer. And my coach comes one morning. He's like, hey, guys, we got to start cross training and I have the perfect session for you. And but I'm not telling you where we're going. Right. So we're walking through like the whole Barcelona city. And then we end up in like this oh. like crazy place, like like we are building around a corner and we go through the back. Right. And we come in and, and we're in the locker room and then we see a ton of people just walking in. Very tall, very skinny, very fit people. And we're like, where are we, coach? And he's like, we're in a dance studio. We're about to dance jazz. We're going to do jazz classes. And let me tell you, that was probably one of the most like first humiliating experience of my life because I found out that I was not flexible at all. So soccer players <laughs> are not flexible. And second, like humiliating, no, like humble, humble experiences because wow, like the people there were like, total badasses and athletes. So I can attest to yeah. to your story a hundred percent. It is a workout, you know. All Insane. my dancing experience is just merengue and salsa <laughs> and. 
I get I get tired. You get exhausted. It's a cardio workout, so I can't even imagine doing it competitively. So yeah. thank you for sharing the story. Well, Lauren, like tell us a little bit. Like what's what's about this movement? I mean, clearly, you know, we've we've seen you everywhere. We're not moms, so it's awesome. But at the same time, you know, we'll dive into like why moms. But like tell us a little bit, like who's Lauren? Like what happened in your life that now you're doing these amazing things with so so many people? <laughs> Well, once someone told me I couldn't do something, <laughs> so um, how do we get here? So after I hung up my one-year soccer cleats, finished dance, went to school, um, I, you know, one of the things about COVID, I think, is that it's really challenged the way a lot of people are living their lives right now because yep. we were all forced to get very uncomfortable and we didn't have a say in the matter. And that's kind of what entrepreneurship did for me and like what, like how I got here. I was a very like status quo kid. Like I did really well in the school system because yeah. I'm a really hard worker and I just, I like structure. I'm very type A. And so not maybe your typical like visionary entrepreneur. I'm yeah. more of your like CEO entrepreneur. And so I, I did well in school and then, you know, you go to school and then you go to college. That's, that's what you do. Right. And yeah. I did that and I did well. And then I met my husband. And so then I got married and I got a job and then you have a baby. Like, it's just, it was like <laughs> the most status quo kind of life ever. <laughs> Except for me, as soon as I had that daughter, that my oldest is my daughter. Well, I have two daughters now, but anyway, my <laughs> oldest is a girl. And as soon as I got pregnant with her, I kind of, took this step back where I looked at the childhood I had grown up with where my father is an entrepreneur and my mom stayed home with us. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like in this position where I'm like working a nine to five, making not that much money. Um, and it was not a financial possibility for us at the time to not have two incomes. Yeah. Like we didn't even talk about it. Like I had to go back to work. And so all of a sudden I had to like reconcile, like, wow, I'm not, I'm not going to be the mom that I grew up with. And I had a great experience. I'm not going to get to be that. And does that mean I'm a bad mom? And do I feel guilty? Like, how do I feel mm. about this? I'm not really sure. Yeah. But for me, I had a really big breakthrough that first day back from maternity leave after my oldest was born. She's now eight and a half. So this was a while ago. Um, and that was, I was in my office at my job and it, my job was okay. I mean, it didn't pay that great, but I did things that I liked, but toxic work environment, like yeah. didn't really love my boss, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I'm in my mid twenties. So I think I know everything. <laughs> and I sit down at my desk and I like, I remember this distinct moment where I actually pushed back and I was like, wow, mm. I love working. So that was like my first aha where I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to have to find a way <laughs> to be the mom that I want to be, but still work because yeah actually really I like producing I like being challenged I like solving yeah, problems like yeah. I like using my brain in a different way totally different way you still have to use your brain as a parent but it's just mm -hmm. different right yeah so that was my first aha and then my second aha moment was when my son was born two weeks later and I was crying on my way home from work every day like I would put on these big I don't have any in here right now but my sunglasses are very big they cover <laughs> half my super cool like that and I would put on my sunglasses I remember like even on rainy days because I, was, yeah. I don't want my kids to see me crying on my way home from work like after I would pick them up from childcare, and I just was like going through the motions it was like get up early drop my kids off so someone else can watch them go to a mediocre job it wasn't bad but it wasn't awesome yeah, yeah. Go to a mediocre job pick them up go home rush through dinner try to put like get them clean put them to bed and then just like zone out on Collapsing. tv to like yeah. just pretend like i wasn't 
totally average and then wake up again the next day and do it again. Um, and so that is when I realized like, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> I love working, yeah. but I, this is not the life I want to live. And like, this is, this is, this, this can't be it. Like, I think that was really where I was at. I was like, this cannot, this can't be it till I die. I'm like, this is not. <laughs> yeah. I refuse. Um, and that, yeah. I was just I just refused to accept that reality. Yeah. I'm like, I need yeah. to make something happen. Yeah, I knew I had to do something, but it was actually my third aha moment. I have all of my children brought me a gift in life, these moments of clarity. Um, so we actually got unexpectedly pregnant again. So now I've got the two kids. We're cool being a working mom, but the nine to five is not working for us. We're not happy. Yeah. And I, I found out I was pregnant again. And so then I came up with this game plan. I'm like, cool. We're going to ride out these nine months. Mm -hmm. We're going to get bigger. Then a baby will come. Mm -hmm. And then I just won't go back. This was my plan. Okay, for all my planners out there, can we disagree? This was like the worst plan ever. <laughs> that was my plan. I'm like, something will surely happen while I'm making this human inside of me over the next nine months that allows me to stay. To like, worst plan ever. But I made this plan. Well, at 12 weeks into my pregnancy, we actually found out that we lost the baby. Oh. And it was totally unexpected. I had no idea anything was wrong until I went in for just like a regular checkup. And it shook my entire world in in every way. I mean, just yeah. emotionally, everything. But that was actually where my third epiphany came from. I started hearing this voice, like maybe a little crazy, but I had gone through some trauma, so we'll justify it. Yeah. But I literally heard this voice in my head, whether God, universe, whatever you believe in. Yeah. And it was like, what's your plan now? Like yeah. just on a loop. Like, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? And so I actually walked in and I quit my job one week later. Wow. And that, that was the birth of the free mama. <laughs> um, I, I am perplexed. Like, so family for us has been a massive driver, right? Like maybe not at the level that, that you describe the drive as a family, but we have family back home in Venezuela where the political situation is really challenging, right? And we cannot wait to bring him here. It's been 10 years apart. You know, we've seen each other a few times here and there, but it's like it's nothing like having them next to you, like being able to give them that hug, right? And I feel like, you know, with this COVID thing, a lot of people are experiencing something like that. So I I, I feel that, right? And I also have a 16-month-old, right, Fonzie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I really have a 16-month-old. And uh, even though I'm not a mom, I feel very similar, right? Like I was just on an interview earlier and I was like, dude, like my the baby was sick for the, the last three days with high fever. And, uh, you know, we're blessed that we're, we're flexible enough to do this, but also at the same time, there's execution that needs to be done here. So, yeah. oh man, like I, I want to like skip maybe a year and get to that point where I can do that. But my wife has a full-time job and, and she, same thing, like she had to go to work at 11 and come back at seven at night and she couldn't like spend time with Luca, right? And, and, I, and I feel it to a different level. So this is amazing that you were like, oh man, like I need to do something about this. And a lot of people I feel like fail there where they're like, they just accept that reality and then spend the rest of their life or, or like uh, at least years, right? Wondering what if, right? Instead of actually grabbing this bull by the horns and be like, let me shake it. I'm just going to make something happen, right? Uh, so thank you for sharing yeah. that story. Absolutely. And we've often shared about, you know, putting yourself between the wall and the sword. And it kind of feels like that in your story when, you know, you decided to quit, right? Because you had this plan, seems like plan kind of fall apart and now you're like hey i quit i'm gonna figure it out 
I'm curious, like, what happened next? What happened after that? How did you, you know, became the free mama? Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad we started this show with me telling you the soccer story because I think it, <laughs> I think it kind of just tells you how determined I am. And I think yep. to be a successful entrepreneur, you better be determined because it's not all going to go your way and it's not all going to be easy. And I mean, I've been participating the last three days in this virtual event and, and most of the people participating have brick and mortar businesses. And this has been the scariest year ever. Yeah, It's yeah. been my most profitable year ever because I have a virtual business, wow. but like, yep. it's one of the things where it's like, my heart is breaking for that. Like, you don't know what's going to happen and it could be 20 years from now. And so, you know, I'm determined. And I think that's, that was the first time after my miscarriage, that was the first time where I put myself in a vulnerable, vulnerable position where failure wasn't an option. Yeah. Like there was no, like it was just do like, it's not, I'm going to try. It's not, I'm thinking about it. It's not, I'm going to start a side gig. It's not, Oh, like my little yeah. hustle. Like, no, it was like, do this, do this. Now your family needs to eat food. Like yeah. you just, you have And then a couple of years after that, I actually hired my first business coach and I'll fill in the gap in a minute. Um, and, and it was a lot of money and it was a lot of money that I did not have, like to the extent that I had to like beg for a payment plan, split mm. up my initial payment on multiple credit cards. Like it was terrifying. Yep. Um, but that was another, that was like my next level, right? It was mm. like, okay, now my back's against mm. the wall again. It's like, I can't not fail because I just maxed up two credit cards and I don't <laughs> yeah. know how Forum. So now I've got to figure it out. And so um, it's so funny because I used to say that, like, I was not a risk taker, but entrepreneurship has made me become one, you know, mm. and smart. You have to be intentional. Like, yeah. don't be reckless. But but uh, you know what? I'm actually going to pull up a quote if I can find it rapidly from the event that I'm in right now, because it was so good. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? This is this was from like two hours ago. And it, it was so fresh. You know, It's fresh, yes. To get something we don't have, we have to do something we're not doing. Mm. One, one more time. To get something, to get something we don't have, we have to do something we're not doing. Double, hold on, do, double gong moment. So yeah. we, we have this thing called gong moment where it's like, where it's massive clarity moment. And this is, this is one of them. And uh, I can see it in your face. It was massive yeah. also clarity for you. And like, it's, 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 it's amazing. And yeah. there's so many things like that when, when people listen to them, it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. I'm like, but it was so easy. Like why, why, why are we ignoring these things, these signs right in front of us? Yeah. That, that quote that you just read, it really reminds me of... Steve Larson's quote, your, or I think uh, actually Alex Sharfman told him that quote, but it was your business grows to the extent that you do. And, yeah. you know, for when I first heard that, I was like, wow, I haven't done much growing in the last four years because I'm pretty much in the same spot where I was four years ago. And that was a huge perspective shift. And I mean, We can go on in that story in a, in a little bit because I'm very curious about hearing on your coach yeah. coaching side of the story, all that depth that you went into, all that risk. But thank you so much for sharing that quote because definitely I think it's a, one that will, you know, make people think, okay, I need to start changing certain things that I'm doing right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, we're, you know, I've come to realize through my own experience that we're like, we're our own glass ceiling. Yeah, you're your own glass ceiling. And so you've got to do things different and shake it up. So that that hiring a business coach was my first like real up leveling. But when I first quit my job to answer the question of like, how did I 
not have to go back and get another job after I quit it, um, is that I started freelancing. And for me, um, I, I always worked with freelancers when I was in like a corporate set. Like I knew what that was, like yeah. just being a contract service provider. And I, you know, I knew that there were writers and graphic designers and all these kinds of things. So I actually started as a social media manager in early 2015, 14, one of those years. Yeah. Uh, I saw a webinar by Liz Benny, who is amazing. <laughs> yes. He was actually the first business coach that I hired. Oh, years nice. later. We've come very, and then like, was it last night? Last night we had a surprise birthday party for oh, her. Oh, virtual. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> this weekend so shout out to liz benny but um i i hired I, I purchased her very first course called social monkey business like way back in the day and it opened this like my eyes up like oh my gosh i can i do social media for my job like i'm not the best because i'm like self-taught but imagine if i like actually invested in this and i think people hire people to do this like <laughs> yeah not as a job and so it just it opened my eyes right like going and looking for something new it just expanded what I believed was possible and awesome. what I believed was possible for me. And so that's what I started doing is I started freelancing as a social media manager. It was going well. I actually converted my my employer. I convinced them to keep me on as their social media manager. And then that way, like they split my salary in half and they hired someone part-time to do the other stuff that I did in-house. And I kept all the social media. So we just like kept on rocking, which was a beautiful yeah. solution for both of us for yeah, a couple absolutely. of years. And yeah, then we outgrew each other. And so that's actually part of what I teach people now is how to turn their employer into their first client. But, that's awesome. Um, oh, love this. So, so I was doing that and then we moved. Like our world kind of got shook up again. So we had had a miscarriage. And then my husband, who was also very entrepreneurial, he got a job offer that was just like too good to pass up. And so we moved away from all our friends and family. It was super scary. Um, and I actually found out I was pregnant with our rainbow baby. So I do have three children uh, the same weekend that we came down to, to Katy, Texas to buy a house. But we all learn things the hard way. Even when we have coaches and mentors and we buy courses, like again, life happens. So yeah. my 2016 COVID was that I learned that I had been working with all these brick and mortars and I'm like kind of a above it. I'm a high achiever. We'll just call it what it is. I'm a high achiever. <laughs> I have very high standards. And so I was working with a lot of brick and mortars and they, I was, I was going really above and beyond. And so I would physically go in and get the assets I needed. Like I would go mm. take video and take pictures and do all this stuff to run their social media. Well, when I moved, they were, I, I had trained them not to be self-sufficient. <laughs> and so it was my own fault. But what happened was I kind of had to start over again yeah. and I, I had, you know, they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Well, I luckily met an amazing woman here in, in Katie named Jenna Rodriguez. And she is really who first introduced me to the world of the internet. Yes. I was mm -hmm. doing social media yeah. management, but she really introduced me to like just business coaching. I'd never even heard of a business coach until wow. I met Jenna. I had never heard of a virtual assistant. I had never heard of an online business man. Like I did not even know these things existed Existed, because yeah. we don't know what we don't know mm. and then all of a sudden she's like giving me these opportunities and because i'm awesome and i'm a high achiever <laughs> i need to please her right i'm like if nice. i keep her happy and i get her results she might keep paying me like this is yeah. in my head and so she kept giving me more and more and what happened was i learned a lot of stuff yeah. and i got paid to learn it and so mm. I kind of, when I came full circle is when I hired Liz to be my business coach a few years later, yeah. where the conversation in my mind was, I remember where I was at 
Mm. when I wanted to leave my job. Like I know the guilt that I felt and the overwhelm and just, if I knew then what I know now, my life could have looked different and mm. faster and like way less painful. And so that's really what I do now. That's what the Free Mama Movement is. Um, I have a 12 week course and I teach women how to start their own virtual business. I try that's to fast awesome. path their own results. Um, and what's fascinating is most of them have actually never even heard of freelancing. They have no, wow. like they have no idea that this whole internet I, world yeah. exists and it's awesome to get to be the person to introduce them to it and then set them up so that they can, you know, go achieve whatever their free mama looks like life looks oh, like. Cause man. it's not the same for all of us. Like what we want looks different, yeah, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like that makes me think of, there's been plenty of moments where I'm like, oh, but there's so many people doing this digital marketing thing, right? And it's because yeah. we live in that world and obviously we're in the groups where everybody's just talking about that. But when you put it that way, right? Like there's so many people that are just waiting for the opportunity. They just haven't come across that, across that opportunity and you can be that opportunity for them, which is absolutely amazing. The other thing, I see so many points in common What? between your story and our story I it is little, crazy like chills like yeah yeah because <laughs> we actually started too well we actually first started with that screen printing company and and stickers we didn't enjoy the process at all we decided 3 to 3 a.m in the morning move Florida forward. hit screen printing yeah yeah. That, yeah we learned a very important lesson there yeah yeah and and then we actually did a social media marketing course as well we did know <laughs> not we didn't know anything i don't know why we thought we would be good maybe we're like oh we're millennials like we can we can figure it out sure i guess we can do this and yeah exactly and we started working with brick and mortars we, we, we used to go to restaurants and they had no assets we should we would go we learn again like you said they pay you to learn these skills which is absolutely amazing right it, we are extremely grateful that they allowed us that opportunity because yeah. thanks to them we learned photography videography right mm -hmm. social media uh funnels everything everything you can imagine digital marketing we learned thanks to these people <laughs> yeah and i'm just i'm just so fast forward so to funny. when i quit my job turn around and they become also a client um yep. it, it again super crazy and then we end up being at boise with steve massive crazy investment on our side with money that we had no idea that we like how we figure it out and and it's funny because you're not the, the first person that like tells a story like that right like a lot of very successful people in the space are like running a business now they've had these moments where like they they come to face themselves be like oh man like Is this really like the thing, right? And and I wrote this question earlier, right? Uh, how do you accept that failure is not an option, right? We we were there, and uh, how do you do it? Like you're like one day just like that's it, like I don't care anymore, like f this, you know, I'm going forward. I know you're a high a high achiever, but like how 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 do you make that decision? Because you know we work with a lot of people too on their starting phases on publishing a lot and we're like hey it's just as simple as just putting the phone in front of you and just sharing a story that of what happened in the day but i don't internally i think that not a lot of people feel enough pain to do that and that's our story right like for us was really challenging as, as well but it wasn't until we lost a big big like client like nine different locations that they went out and they're like guys you have nothing on your social media how How, why should I trust you to sell me this product, right? And we're like, oh man, like this is horrible. Like I feel so bad. So that's how we started to publish every single day. 
but the pain was so big. Have you encountered people that are successful without feeling that pain and accepting that fit, fit, fear is not an option? Um, so the word that I usually, yeah, I have been in pain and that has forced me to make really big choices for sure. Um, but pain looks different, right? And so the word that I was taught that I use is necessity. Mm. Like you have to have a high necessity, a high need to get it done. Mm. That that necessity might be pain. Yeah. For a lot of it's financial pain, right? Or maybe yeah. it's time pain or relationship pain. Mm. I mean, I know people who in my community, you know, maybe they don't have to work, but like they're sick of their spouse breathing down their neck like hey, I bought you this $1,000 course, Where where's the money, right? Like there has to be something, yeah. something internal that's driving you. And so it may be pain, but I mean, my hope with what I do in my audience is like, I don't, I kind of want to get them going before they're in pain. Yes. Because that's mm. like, if I can, but that that's an internal thing, you know. Do, do you watch? Do you achieve that? Do you achieve that? Like, do you get them going before they feel the pain? I mean, I certainly tried to, but everybody's journey is so yeah. different. You know, like I don't want somebody to have to lose a kid or have a miscarriage. Uh, absolutely. They realize that they're, you know, before they wake up and realize like, listen, you're not promised tomorrow. And, and, you know, I think in my community and I work obviously mostly with women, yeah. I will say though, this summer we had our first man, not just, we've had men buy my course before we had our first man join our coaching community. All and right. I'm super nervous because there are 170 people in that group and they are moms. Oh. And this guy, I'm <laughs> John, a shout out. He is a real man that he can show up every week and coach with 170 women. He That's is, just impressive. He's so brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's our free papa. We, we love him. Yes. Um, we work primarily with women. I, I experience a lot of confidence issues and what happens it and, and a lot of them lose their identity or a little bit of their identity mm. when they become a mom, yeah. because we feel like it should be this all encompassing thing. Of course we have this unconditional love for our children. It is inexplicable, but I don't think, and again, this was my like first aha moment with my yeah. first daughter. I don't think we're just one thing. I don't think we become a mom and then it's just, well, I'm a mom. I should give up on the rest of my <laughs> life. Like that's depressing. Yeah. I was 25 when she was born. Like I got a lot of life to live. Like yeah. I don't want you know, yeah. but so many women they're they're not confident. And so um, it's actually, I read, I, the best way that this was articulated, at least for how I now like to coach on it is from Jennifer Allwood, who's just awesome and internet marketing space also. Um, and she wrote a book and she talks about the difference between confidence and courage. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like your students, they don't need to be more confident to hit go. They need to be more courageous. It takes two seconds to push record. You're gonna suck when you start. My, I still, yeah, before, I think this was before we recorded uh, and started this episode that you guys complimented me on my podcast. I still hate my podcast. I really do because I'm still finding my groove. Yeah. Like yeah. it's new for me. I'm still trying to find like my podcast voice. I love my YouTube show. We've been working on that. It's almost two years. I Beautiful. love my YouTube show because I'm in a flow. It feels good. The first time Liz Benny told me to get on and do a Facebook live, I was like, um, no, this was 2000. <laughs> I'm like, no. And she's like, you're going to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I gave you all my money. I don't have, I am going to do it. You know? And so yeah. that's that necessity. Yeah. Like, are you coachable? Yeah. Like if you're listening to coaches and mentors, you two or whoever, like do what they freaking say. Like yes. if they're telling you to do something, it's probably because <laughs> 
they know better. And so I, I, I lovingly remind my audience of that. But again, you don't have to be confident. You don't have yeah. to know everything. You are going to suck, yeah. but you're going to get more confident the more that you do it. Um, and Russell Brunson actually talks about I forget where I heard him say this, but the, it's good to start when you don't have an audience because then no one's paying attention no to one, you. Anything. No one cares. <laughs> I have 30,000 people that listen to my podcast and I'm like, I almost feel like I should apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is <laughs> like, but it will be. And I know yeah. that. Yes. I proved it to myself with doing Facebook lives. I proved it to myself with doing interviews. I proved it with my YouTube show. I know that it will be a remarkable podcast. And here's the deal too. We're all our own worst critic. Everybody else is probably like if anybody else watching this interview has ever heard my podcast, they're probably like, your podcast is fine. But I'm like, it's garbage. (laughs) You know, because we're hard on ourselves. Yes. But we'll get to a place where I'm at least pleased with it because I will get more comfortable not seeing anything when I record it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I oh I I I love this topic, you know, and you mentioned identity and Mm -hmm. for what I've seen and for what I'm seeing right now. Your identity across everything is is just very transparent. It's just you, right? And I was listening to one of your podcast episodes, and you were talking about your MLM uh, story that you had, right? And for me, yeah. what caused an impression was that, because I know a lot of people that are in, in MLM, and obviously it's a huge market, but you were saying that the, re- the moment you find out that only like 99 point, that, no, that 99.7... Uh, percent of people failed you know you were like i cannot do this i cannot go and sell this to someone knowing that they probably are gonna fail right and for me that was like wow that's interesting you know like like if everybody thought like that in mlm there would be no mlm probably right so yeah. I, i found that su- wouldn't work <laughs> yeah yeah I, and i found this super interesting because it's like obviously super ethical and then you decide to go on and find your path so congratulations on that that is absolutely yeah. amazing and going off of identity right i feel like you've kept that identity same in your youtube in your facebook group in here right in this interview that we're doing right now and we talked to bar miller one and he's like hey you can take on identities, the identities that you need to have to become good at, for his example, of cycling, right? If you want to be a cyclist, you need to take on the identity of a cyclist, right? If you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to take on the identity of an entrepreneur. So I'm curious, you know, in your eyes, how does identity plays a role in in this journey, right? Especially in the in the journey of these moms, because you said they sometimes they lose their identity, So how does it look for them? Is it a recovery of identity? Is it them building a new identity? How does it look like? I think it's going back to their authentic self. So I like the word recovery that you just used. That feels good to me. Like, here's the deal. Like, I I don't know that I actively was like, what do I want my identity to be? I just show up as myself. And one of the biggest compliments I ever got, it's funny you mentioned Bart, I love Bart Miller, but um, (laughs) uh, McCall Jones, Catherine's sister-in-law, paid me one of my favorite compliments I've ever received. And she said, Lauren, you were one of the most consistent human beings. She's like, I've met you in real life. I've talked to you on Zoom. I've like been on a call with you. I've, you know, coached in your group. I see your Facebook lot. Like no matter where you are, you are always, you are predictable in a good way. I always know who I'm going to get. And she's like, especially in the internet marketing space, sometimes you meet people in real life and you're like, 
disappointed. It's kind of like with the celebrity, right? Like you have your favorite celebrity and it's like you meet them and you're like, oh, that was like, I wish I didn't meet you. Unfortunately, that happens in this internet game too, right? Where you're like, oh, someone, you think they're going to be so like whatever. And then you meet them and they blow you off. And this has actually happened to me at Funnel Hacking Live. And I was like, dang, I can't follow you anymore because that Uh is like, you're out of integrity, right? Whereas like, I will hug you on the internet and I will hug you in real life. Like, let's, so I'm proud that I'm consistent. And here's the deal. So many people that I work with, I'm sure you see this too, um, struggle with imposter syndrome, mm. especially when you're getting started because you don't have a track record yet. You're getting people to hire you for stuff and you're like, but I haven't actually really done it. Like, I don't, you know, or I've only done it once or I've only done it for myself. And I get that. Yeah. I've been there. And and I've had, I've struggled with imposter syndrome a couple times on my journey. Like as you up level, there's like a new thing. And the way that I overcome it time and time again is that I, I'm just me. I will never try to answer a question I don't know the answer to. I will only coach from my own experiences. And you've probably heard, like, I think I'm already up to like four or five name drops today. That's because I'm not going to take credit for something that's mine. And you yes, don't have to either. Absolutely. Like you can be, um, I think it's Russell who talks about like starting as the reporter. And I actually heard him say that about four years after I did it. I just didn't know that that was a smart thing to do at the time. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't think I knew anything we're sharing. And so when I first quit my job, I actually started a blog. I thought the blog was going to make me money. It didn't. <laughs> but I thought it was. And every Wednesday I would interview a business owning mom. And honestly, it was so much. I was like, I just want to ask them these questions because I have Absolutely. no idea what I'm doing. And so I've asked all these things, but I realized, yeah, I realized <laughs> over time, like, oh my God, like that was really smart. I had no idea that that was smart. Like that was really smart. Yeah. Then I could tap into their audiences and I could learn from them. And I was figuring out my own voice and the things that I cared about and that I wanted to lean into. And so, you know, again, back to your students that like are so afraid to put out content for the love of God, just decide. Like there is (laughs) not one magic secret token that you are going to go listen to another webinar next week. I know you registered for it and you think you're going to learn the thing (laughs) that will help you get started. It just doesn't work that way. You just have to like wobble your way until you find your feet. And so just, just, start talking but that's you know identity like you know you can define it but i think who do you want to be known for what do you stand for what are your values and then are you actually demonstrating that when you show up in the world yeah that's i I think that's the key i i I love i mean i love everything of this conversation (laughs) it's amazing and you know that 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 what you said about internet versus real life that consistency and michael shout out we love you bff um (laughs) she's absolutely amazing too and and it's it's so true you know we've seen it the same like you see people in real life and then you're like wait but like that's not the same thing that i was looking right it it Mm. feels it feels weird and what you're talking about right now, I love it. Be courageous, you know, take action, just do it. And I always tell myself, what is the worst that can happen if it goes wrong, right? And usually the answer is like, it'll be the same way as if I don't take action or don't do anything. I'll be in the same exact position, <laughs> right? Like very rarely is gonna be something that is gonna put me in that negative 
position, if you want to put it that way, right? Yeah. Very, very rarely. You're not going to die. Yeah. You might pee your pants. I certainly did the first few times I did webinars. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is just not going well. Like, it was terrifying. I literally, like, lived near the toilet because I just thought I, I thought I was going to die. But I didn't die. And here's the deal. Not doing the things you need to do is definitely not going to get you where you want to go. So yeah. you might as well just do what your coaches are telling you <laughs> yeah, to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that, that has been, like, one of the things that, you know, we with people especially we also come from the brick and mortar you know i come from the fitness industry like fitness studios and and try to indoctrinate these people and like okay you literally are hiring our services to do this but then you know you're questioning or not doing what we need you to do to <laughs> for this to be successful right so obviously that crowd is is uh i guess is a very unique crowd too because they're also operating at different levels right so it's like okay they, they want to have the control or maybe the crowd that we were dealing with right but at the same time <laughs> as as we you know we've been moving up and dealing with with a lot of very high achievers and working with very high achievers like is wonderful because everybody d does what they do best and then the result is amazing right so uh going off of identity too like the the story that you talk about the moms i lived it with my wife right she she's a pharmacist and when she had luca she had a major freak out because that is really that was really challenging and i was like baby i wish i could understand you i i don't right and it's like okay then translating that, we always, here internally, we always try to translate that into the business. Okay, well, that customer, right, that person, that whoever, whatever program or whatever level they're at, how can I understand them so I can put it in perspective and then move forward? And one of the things that I always come back to, it's our own story with like with similar struggles maybe, right? And, and so how do we find that, that relationship, right? Like you found it on your dream client, uh, or your dream person that you provide value to, which are the moms, there are similar stories. Do, does it always have to be a similar story? How do you, how do you do that? I don't think it has to be a similar story, but I definitely think that the reason that I found success rapidly is because I was selling to a previous version of myself. Mm -hmm. So I understood that avatar on a very deep personal level. Yeah. I knew how to talk to her. Um, and what's really interesting is that you're still gonna, you're still gonna attract the outliers. Like I gave my friend John a shout out earlier. Like I'm not talking to dads. None yep. of my marketing is yep. talking to dads yep. at all. But I have, I have grandparents. I have women who want to have a family someday who come into my community. They're like, hey, this is awesome. Like mm -hmm. I'll be set up and ready to go before I even get pregnant. Like exactly. so I have a at home mom. I actually have never once, well, in my words, in my words, I have never targeted a stay-at-home mom. I'm always talking to, I help moms ditch the nine to five. I'm talking to that working mom who likes her career, but maybe the, you know, it's either a toxic environment or whatever. Like yeah. she's just, she's feeling pulled. There is an internal conflict. And I know how to talk to that person so well that, that, it didn't matter that I knew nothing about sales when I first started because I, my marketing was so spot on. Yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs sell to a previous version of themselves. Yeah. What I'm finding harder, just being very vulnerable, what I'm finding harder is the more I grow and evolve, it's harder for me to tap back into that person because it feels like a different lifetime ago. And yeah. so I always have to remind myself like, Lauren, don't quit talking about your struggles now. Nobody cares. Like you have to talk. <laughs> yes, you have to yes. talk 2020, 
2012, 2013, 2014, Lauren, because that's where your avatar is at. So I don't know wow. if that kind of answers your question, but yeah. and no, I don't think that's everybody, but I think there is gold in really understanding who you're talking to on a really deep level. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, sorry, Fonzie, I know that you have like the question like coming out yeah. of your mouth almost, but <laughs> really quickly, like that, that ties into messaging, right? And and uh, we yeah. always have been saying, you know, the quality of the message over the quality of the production a thousand times over, right? Oh. And just like to put it in perspective with for everybody listening and, uh, and watching, right? How have you ever changed your message? Not tune it, but like, have you, how long have you stayed consistent with the same message? Oh, my webinars from 2018. It's been auto since 2018. Wow. I don't change my messaging at all. Now, before, before I automated things, I did have to tweak my, the, the yep. messaging of my offer, yep. the pitch yep. of my offer I massaged for months. Yeah. Um, that I had to figure out, but not, not that, not that initial bring them into my world yeah, the positioning um, I understood it so well yeah that i mean i, I love the the message of, obviously over production and thank you for sharing this yeah, 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 share yeah. now now your brother and i are both cutting you off okay for all the people <laughs> who are like oh, sorry no, production, <laughs> you see how you guys are very professional with your mics and you got your headphones look okay i don't even know if you can see this in that bin right there i have a very expensive microphone can you see that i'm not using it because i like to stay in flow Good. yeah i love it out to get that out i'm just not gonna do it i don't use it for my own podcast i don't use it when i'm recording my youtube show done is better than perfect yes That's so it. you come up with a million reasons why you can't get started but they're all ridiculous so please just yep. hit go and just go do like this honestly, and this uh, yeah we're celebrating <laughs> The best thing that you can do for anybody. Hey, Jacob, shout out. Jay, I see Jacob in the comments. Um, for anybody who's listening to this, watching this, whatever, like the best way, if you like anything that I've said that you could say thank you is for you to go do something, something. Go do something. Like I'm just, I'm a very action oriented coach, individual, like nothing, your ideas don't matter. They just, they don't, nothing matters until you execute. It's all about yes. implementation. So say thank you and come back in the chat and let me know that you did it by going live. Like it, you can talk about your dog. It doesn't matter. Please just start, like get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, you're just delaying what you yeah. want. It's so sad. Yeah. I, I love the passion that you have around this, around taking action. I, I absolutely love it, you know, and I feel I feel that the passion and that I guess our pain, part of my personal pain was that we knew we had to publish for like three years. We heard Russell, we heard <laughs> Lewis House, any entrepreneur you can imagine in the face of earth, they were saying, create content. Publish, and we publish, were like, publish. yes, we need to do it. <laughs> But we didn't do it for like three years. Actually, fun story. We purchased this this stuff right here that, about setup, yeah. about a year and a half ago, and <laughs> and we put so much friction to create the podcast. We got cameras and stuff. Yeah, we gotta make it look nice. And then we put all the we recorded five episodes. They have never seen the light. They might never still see the light. Who knows? And <laughs> and we put all this in a closet for a year and a half. We didn't use it. And guess what? When we started being consistent, was doing a challenge that we put it to ourselves. It's like, dude, let's just go live on Facebook for 45 days in a row. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter how it sounds. Let's just go live and practice. And that's what we did. And literally that challenge is what changed 
our business totally. And day, day 15, we actually had to stop because of the business they came in through those Facebook lives in the personal profile, which was insane. Yeah. And, and then obviously that evolved into the whole machine that that's happening now. And this is a testament of what you're saying. It's like, go freaking go take, take action. action. Don't, don't be like us and wait four years. Do it now. It doesn't matter. Like you're yep. going to learn a ton. The personal growth is going to be there. You're going to meet a ton of people. That, it's just going to be awesome. That personally has been the, the, the most motivating factor for me besides building relationships, which is a number one, the personal growth. Like there is something that happens when you start putting your message out there and talking to people, uh, turning your thoughts into words. It, it, I feel like it has changed me. Well, and that's powerful. But for me personally, the biggest change is when you prove to yourself that you can do hard things. Yes. You prove to yourself do things you didn't think you could we actually did, did a challenge in my facebook group i don't even know what day it is but yeah. several weeks ago and i had my graphic designer make like an image because i wanted people to see what i was saying and on the top was it oh i don't have it on today but we have like a little girl on a computer that's part of my logo we had her on the top and yeah. she had just like her lips were just like straight across which is not what it looks like on my logo and it was basically like this is where you're at this is your life it's not bad, yeah. but it's not what you want it to be, or you wouldn't be listening to me, yeah. you know? So, and then there, and then on the bottom was like our normal logo with like the sparkles coming out and like a smile. And underneath it was like your dream life, like basically meaning yeah. everything you want, all the things that you're aspiring exactly. towards or you, you want to do. And then we have this line in between that said limiting beliefs. Mm. And for most of us, the thing preventing us from actually going from where we are to what we want is in between our ears. It's yep. all the reasons we tell ourselves we can't do it. One of you earlier in the interview said, you know, we tell ourselves like, well, so many people are already doing it. Yeah, I've been there, done that. You were not the first person to write that story. Like yep. I spent a year sitting on the edge of my seat thinking about launching the Free Mama Movement, but because there was someone else who was talking to moms about <laughs> business, how vague is that? I told myself like, well, she's she's already doing so awesome. She's so far ahead of me. Every Everyone, yeah. everyone is already listening to her. And I told myself that on repeat. And now I hear how ridiculous it sounds because I'm on the other side. Yeah. But when that's the limiting belief you have, it feels hard. If you've told yourself creating content is hard or it's scary or it's whatever, you have this like line between you and you are the only one who can get you to the other side of that line. Yeah. And you have to show to do it. So yeah, you're going to get better at publishing and your podcast will get better or your Facebook posts or whatever the thing is. That's awesome. But the bigger byproduct is that you are going to transform as a human and you're yes. going to improve your mindset, which by the way, will help you make more money. <laughs> yes. And and it's through the act of actually doing the thing you previously didn't believe you could do. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the biggest transformation Beautiful. you could probably make. Yeah. You do that doing a Facebook live i mean this kind of life coaching is free you just have to do it like it's yeah. so good yeah i i, I love it I, I, and i want to share something here from a book uh it's called the courage to be disliked that's the name of the book Ooh, and yeah like it is like the book is about this philosopher talking to a kid like the whole book is a dialogue it's pretty cool right and the kid comes to, saying to the philosopher that not everybody can be happy in life, right? And the philosopher is like, everybody can be happy, right? So it's a big discussion. But to sum it out, we use sometimes, right, excuses. People use trauma sometimes, right? And I'm, I'm not playing it down or anything. But what he says is like, 
Freud psychology says that people cannot do certain things because of their trauma they have in the past. What this book says, and it's a different type of psychology, that people use previous trauma as an excuse not to do what they have to do, right? So now, I like after reading that, I'm thinking in all... All the times that I have doubts of taking action into something, and I was like, wow, I was just making excuses. I just didn't want to do it. Therefore, I was saying, oh, somebody else is doing that, right? So when you change that perspective, that mindset is, it. I don't know, like action follows too, right? So I encourage everybody to look at things that you have been postponing for a while that you know you have to do. And just realize that, wow, what is the excuse that I'm putting myself, right? Is it that important? Probably not. Like 99.9% of times it's not going to be that important for you to yeah. stop you from taking that action. So yeah. thank you so much for bringing that fire and the passion. I yeah. love it. Lawrence, to start yeah. wrapping things up, you know, we have a couple of two questions very quick. What is, a, what is an action point people can do today? What is something that they can do today to get that first win and, and keep the momentum rolling? I mean, I think that has been the topic of the I know, whole, but the whole like, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Take action. I mean, go, just, go live, I think, for, for your students. <laughs> it sounds like that's what they need. Like, just Just go live and here's the deal. Do it on your personal profile, whatever, wherever you are. Like if you're an Instagram person, do it on Instagram, do it on Facebook, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll add to that question a piece of advice. I know y'all repurpose your stuff, which is great. If you have the capacity to repurpose, do it because it, it's, it's not that hard. But there's a lot of strength in owning one thing at a time too. So yes. like you don't have to be everywhere just because you see these guys everywhere or you see me everywhere. Yep. I do very little. My team does most of them. Like I, yep. I'm, yep. Yep. I'm very lazy at the end of the day. Like it's <laughs> not me. And the only reason I'm multiple places now is because I have that help. When I first started, I was all in on Facebook. That's it. Yep. That, you yep. couldn't find me anywhere else. I, but I, but I was in my Facebook group every single day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, right? And yeah. so be consistent and just like own one place and then worry about repurposing yep. or going to the yep. platform. Like just start with one thing that you can do, but then do it. Um, and here's the deal. I know earlier we talked about the difference between confidence and courage. Um, be consistent. Be consistent because when you start breaking promises to yourself, if you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go live every day and you don't, your confidence decreases. If you break promises to yourself, your confidence will go down and then you're going to be like not in a good place. So start where you can do it and treat yourself the same way you would treat your clients. Like yeah. show up for yourself. Yep. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And you actually use one of our favorite words, which is capacity. <laughs> capacity yeah. Oh, always. We, we, always. Yeah. We love talking about that because, again, going back to our own story. We had to discover and be honest with ourselves on which, what was our capacity at first to be able to take the right amount of action without, you know, going crazy. Yeah. And yeah. that's it of the consistency aspect of it. So thank you so much for that. All right. Where, yeah. where would you be if you did not publish? Where would I be if I didn't publish? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would not be where I am today. That's for sure. I mean, here's the, in the early stages, I couldn't have grown a community. Um, and we might have to do an episode part two to talk about building a movement <laughs> and a community and all that. because I love Facebook groups and I think yes. they're very powerful. Oh, I got my invite. Yes, okay, cool. this so, is the official invite. Official commitment. We, we can't, we can't, we can't let our, our conference go down. Nope. Nope. It's happening. I built my business essentially off of a Facebook yeah. group. And if I didn't show up in that group, 
people wouldn't be there. Like it just, it wouldn't have worked. And so in the early days I would have been working hard, but not for a lot. And I never would have gotten to the point where other people work for me. Does that make sense? Like yeah, where absolutely. other people are my social proof, other people help each other so that I don't have to be the ones helping like other people. Like it's just this little machine that keeps Amazing. going now mm -hmm. because I put in that work early on. Now, if I didn't publish what that would look like is a codependent relationship on, on Facebook advertising, quite frankly. And so because I've, I've now, so this is phase Two, don't get overwhelmed if you're not there. But phase two is now I can diversify, right? I've got the podcast generating leads. I have um, my my YouTube show generating very beautiful organic traffic because it's a search engine, right? So it's yeah. a really powerful tool. Um, and so it's just it's it's that second phase of content, yeah. like what you guys do, where you can repurpose and diversify, and then you're going to get traffic and leads from different sources. And you're not going to become so dependent on one because I had a really hard lesson I learned early on about being too dependent on Facebook. And it's just not a good time when they turn off your ad account. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for yeah, uh, thank inviting you. us to host a second time because <laughs> community is massive. We, we actually have several clients that run their, their very specific communities in their specific niche. And they have seen massive that. success. It's beautiful. Uh, Lauren, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you if they want to be part of your movement? Where can they go? Yeah, the best place to hang out with me is still my Facebook group, yes. believe it or not. That's my favorite place on the internet. So the Free Mama Movement Facebook group. But like I said, I'm kind of all over the place now. I'm getting really close to that swipe up feature on Instagram, which yes. is so dumb. <laughs> Vanity metrics. <laughs> so you can me on, on It's very uh, satisfying. It's like Instagram. I know we're so close. Uh, and if you are looking to get started in a freelancing business, uh, Free Mama TV over on YouTube is all my how tos. So it's not it's not inspiration. It's not fluff. It's here's how to do this thing. So go check those out. Also, I, awesome. I certified. I've been in those videos. I was digging through them before this, <laughs> and I was like, they are really cool and very actionable, which is amazing. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, don't know that we gotta say the the Hispanic goodbye. But with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead, hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BeastBrosCo. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, because Lauren was amazing, don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review thank you bye guys